Welcome to Business Talk Sister Rock. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's episode is What is Print on Demand? All right. So, Becca, uh, tell us a little bit about Print on Demand and how it works. Okay. So, Print on Demand is a concept that some people aren't familiar with. So, I'm going to try to explain that first. And by some people, she means me. I was really, <laughs> I was really confused earlier. And I, yeah, so you explained it to me and I'm excited to hear your explanation again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Printing on demand means that nothing is created until it is demanded. So if you have an idea, let's say you have like a um, a picture and you're like, wow, this would look really great on a t-shirt. There's a ton of companies out there that do print on demand where you can upload your design and it superimposes that design on a t-shirt or a face mask or a, a pillow even. And when somebody sees that product, so let's say you create a listing of that for sale on their website and somebody sees it and goes, wow, I want that. Like, that's a great design. When they complete their order, it creates basically the demand for the product to be actually created, manufactured. And so let's say you pick somebody bought one of your pillows it sends that um company information saying okay print this design and so that gets printed on a pillow created and shipped to the customer so nothing will be created until it is demanded or printed until it's demanded okay so basically the advantage of this would be that you don't have to have a whole bunch of inventory of pillows with your design on it in a warehouse somewhere it's only created once there's a demand for it um so what are some options for using print on demand yeah so we originally got started a little bit in this or i did a lot more of a deep dive because we spoke with katie allen a while back about her art and illustration business so if you missed that episode definitely check it out um, and when we talked with her, she talked a lot about Redbubble and I was like, Ooh, I need to know way more about what this is. So Redbubble is more of a, uh, website for promoting artists, um, that want to create their art and see it actually on tangible products. Another place like that would be Fine Art America. Um, there's a bunch more, but then for other places that are a little bit more not, not just niche towards those artists, but people in general who are getting to um, a lot of product out there. Um, Printful, Printify, Merch by Amazon, Teespring, Cafe Press. Those are a lot of different ones. Now, there's a ton of differences between all of those and, and why you would choose one over another. So we're going to start with strategies. Um, there's a lot of different print-on-demand strategies and why somebody would choose to use print-on-demand. So print-on-demand, like Ruthie said, allows you to not have inventory sitting around. And it allows you to find a niche audience and expand to their needs as you see your product purchases. So um, let's say like you're a designer and you're just trying to find out who your true audience is and, and what do they like. Um, some people as a strategy will just work on cranking out designs and slogans or whatever that that hits a niche and see what um, sticks. Now, um, that's a really time intensive approach. If you like design and you love coming up with catchy phrases or whatever, 
that can be a great thing. Ruthie has a question. <laughs> it's not really a question. It's just a comment. I think one of my favorite things is going through aisles in Target, like over in their stationary section when they've got all those notebooks with like these supposedly really deep sayings on top of them. And then you just, I read them and I'm like, take take control of today or like and I read them super dramatic as I'm like trying to be all motivational or something because I'm like what is the purpose of this am I supposed to say that to myself every time I look at this notebook <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just I just chuckle every time <laughs> anyway if you need a good pick me up um, and don't want to pay for a motivational speaker or a life coach just <laughs> walk down the stationary aisle of Target <laughs> yeah so um, another the reason why people would maybe a strategy they would use for print on demand is because they want to build a unique brand so say they're like an artist or they have a specific message that they want to continue to promote or whatever or even sometimes um, we actually talked to somebody who utilizes print on demand for their um, merchandise associated with their business um, way back in the day with 30 west uh, candace shogren talked to us a little bit about that so they don't episode two yeah amazing oh my word so <laughs> long ago and yeah so that can be something if you're just trying to get your business brand out there but you don't want to have like a ton of t-shirts or whatever in stock you can just say oh buy it here and then it automatically gets printed when they need it um Another way that people use this is for creating a mass inventory to see what sells. We kind of talked a little bit about that in terms of like an artist finding their niche, but other people use it to just see like what's actually going right now. And and that can be a strategy that I think is going to just in the next like six months to a year is going to inundate print on demand to being like oh my word like everyone's gonna be like I cannot look at another snarky t-shirt like <laughs> and and I see that already happening because like we talked about a little bit in the past with um with the drop shipping it was like the get rich, rich quick scheme of like early on and now print on demand is like the sub baby of that and people are like oh how much money can I make doing this um so just keep keep that on the rise that suddenly everyone's going to start selling snarky t-shirts that are just slightly twisted to say a little bit different of a saying um, but that's why you're seeing all those ads for those things go ahead so Ruthie. what would be the difference between print on demand and drop shipping then so print on demand is so drop shipping is basically having a product that is shipped directly to your customer that you don't touch from a manufacturer from either a manufacturer or a supplier okay. now in this case this would be a manufacturer right so um print on demand is a subcategory of drop shipping okay does that make sense yeah so then it would be like when you go to that website as opposed to going through amazon you're going to a like red bubble and you're that would be the platform that you would purchase it from and it, to it, print on demand yep to manufacture yeah. that product okay. now amazon actually does have this too it's called merch and um they're very selective now about who they let in that program so a lot of people start with a place like printful or teespring or whatever and um they will then once they have a lot of sales and they're like yeah we're a reputable company we've been doing a good job um they can apply to the amazon merch program where amazon will fulfill that um 
print on demand and get it out to those people um, and handle all the customer service for them in the future but you have to be before like we had mentioned in our last episode when they were beta testing it it was like you want to be an amazon merch come on in and now that they are like okay we want to only work with people that are like growing their businesses and legitimate because that's a lot of wasted time for us so the it's very selective in who they allow into the program now so kind of what I was hearing is before when you were mentioning the different tactics and strategies that you can use, it sounded a lot like just pump out a bunch of things and then figure out what works. But is there any way that you could use user data or customer data to figure that out before trying to get all your own stuff? Can you, what are ways that you can look at the industry already? Yeah. So a lot of times what, what you want to do is think about a niche and I'm not, I'm saying these are completely different approaches. Some artists are like, this is my thing. I'm just doing this to get my name out there because I just want to keep creating art. And that's great. Do that. Um, I'm not going to say that you're going to get a lot of exposure all the time um, because people will either, they're doing it because they know you and they want to like support your business or people are buying gifts because um, it's within a specific niche of people so like um somebody who's a wrestler like you know back in the day before all print on demand you would get these catalogs for like (laughs) your cheerleader squad and there would be all these little like eat pray cheerlead or whatever (laughs) like like, live love laugh or whatever All, all of those different sayings but specific to that group of people right? Well, now you can just say um, t-shirts for a cheerleader on Amazon or wherever else you're Googling on the internet and find a whole bunch of these like catchy sayings. Um, That's a a place you can start looking to see if there's like a niche that hasn't been served there Um, and just see what else is out there already and say, okay, well, there's a lot of competition in this category. I'm not going to go after it. Um, but, But if you already are a part of a niche, it might be something where you just even start making things for um somebody that you it's an inside joke within the industry Mm. um an example of this would be our woodworking episode when we talked with nate turner Mm -hmm. he was like you can never have too many clamps like (laughs) and that's something that apparently all woodworkers like really can resonate with (laughs) that's like a a funny thing Mm -hmm. so um those kind of things what is it that like makes that subgroup of people laugh that's a good way to figure out what is going to sell within that category. Mm. And and I'm not saying that everybody needs to do that because quite honestly, it's not going to be very successful for very long um, because there's just going to be an over glut of competition very quickly. We did also mention a really cool tool called Jungle Scout in our last episode that basically pulls data uh, from Amazon of what's selling. So you can use that in trying to figure out what is moving in the market right now as you kind of plan for what you would like to um, use for print on demand. So now we're going to transition into some of what the advantages are with print on demand. So tell us a little bit about that, Becca. Yeah, so it's a good place to start if you have limited capital investment initially. Um, if you don't I mean, if you're not really sure if something's going to sell or if you're not really very like, I know that this is my art and I'm going to sell a bunch of mugs or whatever, um, it can be a good place to, to try a few things and just give people your business card and say, yeah, check me out on um, Fine Art America. Or or if you want to do full blown, like get more into this, it could be through Amazon. Um, it can give you more time to be creative. That's another advantage. So if you're 
just trying to do more art and you enjoy that and you just want to throw stuff up, that can be a place to do that. Um, you can also, it's a great place to get your feet wet in retail uh, without having to store a bunch of stuff. Um, and what I actually see as the advantage for specifically print on demand, um, where I see people actually scale is where they start with print on demand and see what's actually selling. And then over time, they actually do go out and get work with a graphic design place that does the printing or whatever and orders bulk amounts and then um, either fulfills those orders themselves or does like fulfilled by Amazon and ships it into the warehouse. And the reason that there's a, a difference in that scaling process is that um, the costs for print on demand are really high. Um, I, I was looking at a bunch of different services. Some of them, they make you pay like a subscription fee even to get on there. Um, and if you sell through Amazon, you have after you have like 150 listings, you have to have a professional account. So that means like you have to upgrade and pay like $39.99 a month. Um, so there's a lot more operating costs as you scale. Um, but if you if you start with like a different place like Printful, for example, um, if you're doing a mug or whatever, your return on investment of profit margin after they've printed everything and shipped it is like a dollar forty-five or something. It's really mm. low. Raking in the cash. Which I mean, if you're making like millions of sales on one product, like you're you're gonna be good. I mean, that's great. But um, a dollar forty-five for profit margin on like let's say like a twenty-dollar item, that's like really low. Um, so definitely a disadvantage is like um that cost of print on demand um another advantage is you can integrate with a lot of different platforms really easily so if you just want to like keep designing and throw stuff up um, a lot of these places have really invested heavily in integrations for basically anything that you create and put your graphic on whether it's like a mug or whatever um, it can auto populate into etsy or into um, Amazon or um, some places even do like eBay. So um, that can be really nice because it will push to all these different platforms and you just have one place that you're creating all of those products through. Um, and then you don't have to manage any of the shipping, right? Mm. It can also, as you scale, you can run your processes faster with that by having like everything in one place that's pushing to those different places and managing inventory. Mm. Um, yeah, so... There's a lot of different things with that, for sure. Yeah. So now tell me about some disadvantages of uh, print-on-demand. Um, so obviously you're going to be limited to the products that any one of those print-on-demand people have. Okay. You're, you're going to be in like necklaces and t-shirts and um, mugs. You're not going to be able to be like, oh, I want to find a new product that nobody's using and... Um, print on that that's not something that they're going to give you as an option so that's a disadvantage it really limits your diversification so all of those product categories that you're um, competing in can actually um, be really highly competitive for like the same product right just a different design or a saying that you put on that same product mm. um if you don't know what you're doing you could also spend a lot of money <laughs> for no reason <laughs> Uh, there's always things where people are going to try to upsell you and um, people give you education or whatever. And if you if you don't start like really looking at like the print on demand 
um, different platforms of what they're going to be charging you and especially like they're not on the same page so like sometimes you'll have to go to a different place to find out how much they're going to charge you per item for shipping versus um, what the manufacturing cost of that item is right so those are two different pieces that you need to plug into your equation of profitability and you have to factor that in before you set your price point because otherwise you could totally get in trouble where you're putting a product out there for cheaper than it is to even manufacture it and if if they do all of that then they're going to come to you with a bill and say hey all right like we did this now you need to pay us and to do that whole thing so basically you're paying them to give out free products <laughs> on the internet <laughs> and you make no money <laughs> yeah so and that so you really got to make sure that you do all your numbers right before you start um and then another thing that i found is a disadvantage is you don't have a lot of product control for outages so like if you were fulfilling it yourself you have all this inventory if somebody orders you can go send it out right well, if there's an outage from the um, print-on-demand company and a customer orders, um, you don't really have any control of getting that to them right away. Customer service issues can become a really big problem with that and um, can really damage your reputation. Uh, and so that kind of is a the product quality aspect you also don't have control over so if they're like printing on a pillow and like the the stitching on the pillow itself is just really poorly done um you're not able to inspect that make sure everything looks good on the product before it goes out the door mm-hmm. so and that's kind of in contrast to like if you have a, your own etsy shop and you're making all of your own products and things like that i know people will they'll add little notes to their product and just say thank you so much for shopping on my etsy shop whatever and then they can ensure the quality of it themselves because they're inspecting the item before they made the item before they're sending it out um so there can be a bit of a disconnect there in the, in the quality of the item that's shipped out too yeah and that's where i think a lot of people are using print on demand to rig etsy and i i do feel kind of frustrated about that especially for people who are doing all of the work to like can mean their make their products mm-hmm. i mean it is a great way for artists to get their name out there but Etsy is kind of rigged where the more product listings you have, the better you show up with less um, spend. And that kind of basically rewards big companies or people that really push out a lot of content. And and so there's right now, maybe they'll change that in the algorithm. I don't know. But right now it's really giving an advantage to those people that aren't hand painting or aren't um, doing hand calligraphy. So tell me about um, kind of more long-term stuff. Is this a good source of residual income? I think that if if you're trying to try out retail, this is a really great place to start, especially if you are a creative person or really just like testing things. It can be a really slow cost of entry with lots of things you can learn from and different platforms you can check out to see or if you're just like conceptually like I've always wanted to put this on a t-shirt um this can be a fun place to start with that and see if that's really something you're interested in doing um so I do think like it could potentially be a great place to make additional income but um know that in the near future, it's going to be really highly competitive and there could be some algorithm changes that could make it less profitable. And then at some point, do you think in scaling, would it make sense to, if you had a 
physical store to continue to use print on demand? Um, I think that from what's happening with like graphic design, like graphic design places that are doing a lot of print on demand, I'm not seeing a ton of shop success unless it's specifically focused on a niche market or it's related to tourism. So you would really have to be um, conscious about whether a retail store is really going to serve your area. It can. Definitely can if you've like really dug into a niche that's local and people can identify with that. Absolutely. Um, but just know that diversifying your reach of who's buying your product is like if you're shipping all over the United States, that's a really good um can make you feel a little bit more comfortable before opening a retail space hmm. all right well i learned a lot so <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> um if you learned a lot like me uh check out our facebook page and instagram it's business talk sister gawk um and give us a like follow us and now we're going to transition into our sister gawk portion for this episode, we're going to introduce our brother Aaron and our dad PJ. And They've they... been dying <laughs> no, for this opportunity. They have not. <laughs> We've been dying to have them on the podcast. <laughs> um, so they're going to share uh, a little ditty that. Well, anyway, this is it's their... just a bunch of puns. It's their pun Good cast, gracious. and they're very excited to share it with us. Ladies and gentlemen, the pun cast. Hello, this is PJ. Uh, I'm here to discuss with you business buzzwords. It's not all black and yellow when we think about business. <laughs> we need to think outside the hive in order to incentivize the worker bees and produce corporate synergy by taking a deep dive into the honeypot of profit margins. Our core competencies are honeycombed into many skill sets. These can get sticky, but let's drill down to meeting the queen bee of financial incentives. The bottom line can sting you, so cover your assets. Then you can make an impact in your field. You need to spread some pollen before you can kiss the hexagon of storage space as you integrate the royal jelly skill set with the spit of others. Our business activity will allow us to taste the sticky sweet victory of success. This will flower into a beautiful future. Don't just wing it. Be prepared. <laughs> so that is your uh, your business buzzwords. <laughs> no, Aaron is going to share with us uh, a single pun that well, he. Well, I guess up. I'm limited to one single pun oh, now. Or, or you can you can share more. You just have one written down. You are the punisher. Usually, uh, likes to riff off everybody else. Well, you had it written down. How was I supposed to riff into the middle of yours? <laughs> it riff into a script. Okay, anyway, go, go, go. Sounds wrong. All right, everyone. My friend William has a new lumber business. He needed advice on advertising. I, of course, suggested billboards. <laughs> Humor. Have you heard about the new corduroy pillows? They are making headlines. <laughs> it's quite impressive thanks so much for joining us this week we will see you again next week